Welcome to New Hope Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast or other resources, please visit newhoperock.org. That's newhoperoc.org. I want to talk a little bit this morning um, just how um, this is an interesting time. We can come out of this time strong, stronger than we were before. We can come out of it stronger than when we went into it. And we can come out closer to God, deeper in love with each other, and deeper in love with him. Uh, and I'm determined to get the most out of it that we can out of this time. Um, and how about this? I mean, the reality is this week, I think we're in, what, week five, week six? We're, we're in the kind of been cresting the midpoint of this crisis. And I felt this week, more than any other week, just some weariness. Um, you know, for, for me personally, for those, I think I heard more this week than I've heard at any other time. Just people feeling tired, feeling weary. You know, adrenaline was keeping us going for the first you know, four or five weeks. Uh, and then after that, it's like, it becomes a little tough. It becomes wearisome. Uh, I heard a lot from business leaders this week that, you know, it's just, you know, new challenges emerging. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of fun and exciting for the first four or five weeks, but it's becoming harder. Um, so, but in the midst of it all this week, I felt the Lord saying that we can come out of this stronger than we were before. And I want to encourage us in that today. And, and I'm not minimizing that we're in a crisis. I, I, I won't minimize that we're, we're in a pandemic. Uh, we have good days and, and we have tough days. Um, we have good days and we have hard days. I felt like I had a hard day this week. And um, I felt at one point um, just, you know, some anxiety, things wanting to attach itself to me. Um, I'm sure you have experienced that too, or probably all of us, if we're being honest. Um, so I'm not going to, I don't want to minimize that. Um, but the other thing that I won't buy into is that, well, you know, this thing that I think that overall media wants to kind of feed us of, you know, just, you don't have to be productive. You can, you can be depressed during this time. You can wallow. You, you don't, you know, put any pressure on yourself at all to have to do anything. And, and I, I can't buy into that. Um, I, I just cannot go there. Um, and today I want to encourage us, I want to encourage the people of God, the saints, anyone who's watching this, that we are the people of God called to rise above our present circumstances. And we're not called to be stuck or stagnant or flailing around in the mud. Um, that's not what God, God's planned for us. So I want to encourage us this morning that, you know, you have the authority of Christ in this situation I have the authority of Christ to shift atmospheres. You have the authority of Christ to shift the atmosphere of wherever you're at. And if you're going into work on the front line, if you're home and you're joining into a Zoom call, you have the authority of Jesus to shift the atmosphere, to bring the kingdom of God onto that Zoom call, into that call, to bring the hope of God into the situation, into the present circumstances. Um, and I believe prophetically, we're going to come out of this stronger. I'm not going to come out of this just depressed and anxiety-ridden. Um, I believe God has more uh, for us than that. Is um, a church, you know, we're in transition. Uh, it, it's almost unbelievable to me that after this season, we're going to come out of this time into a literally a new season with new pastors. 
And God has not stopped moving here in this church community. And I am so proud of our church community for coming together and for the new people that God is bringing and, and is watching with us um, that we're, we're not just sitting around, but we're, we're finding new ways to connect. We're finding new ways to, to press in, to engage into God's purposes for our life. Um, but it's amazing that after this season, we are, our church is literally going to come into a new season new leaders, new pastors, a God-appointed time. And for you, you also can come into a new season uh, with it. You know, God is doing things in our lives, and I want all that God has in this time. Uh, and, and I refuse to stay in the place of anxiety or fear or feeling depressed or whatever the narrative that we, they want us to buy into. I think there's something about our media right now that in just overall, sometimes government officials, which I'm thankful for many of them, they're doing a good job leading many of them, but then there's this side of accept your new normal that everything has now changed and we're not going to gather for the next year or whatever. Uh, and I, I just refuse to buy into that narrative. And um, I would encourage you too. Um, I want to just read an, a key from Genesis 26. As I was praying over this this week, and as I was, like you, probably fighting through some of this and saying, gosh, I can't wait till we're, we're back together, we're meeting together, and, and I feel like that. It is going to be great. Um, but in the midst of it, God was speaking. He's like, just don't, don't rush this through. Get all that you can out of this time. That God is speaking, God is moving. Um, so I want to, if you have your Bible, you can turn here. If not, I'm going to put the scripture up on the screen. But Genesis 26. Genesis, Genesis 26, 1. The, the backdrop here, okay, there's such a key in here for us for this time. Um, it's, it's in the time of Isaac. You know, Isaac was the son of Abraham. Abraham died in chapter 25. Now it's the time of Isaac. Abraham was, um, remember, he had like this amazing promise from God. He, the God made a covenant with Abraham that said, you're basically, you're, your descendants are going to fill the earth as the sty, stars fill the sky. That um, all the world was going to be blessed through Abraham. Like, I mean, there's no bigger prophetic word I think you could ever get in your life than that. <laughs> so that's the backdrop here. Isaac, the son, I'm sure he felt some pressure. Gosh, God gave this huge word to my father. You know, I, I need to try to make this happen or whatever. But instead of that, we see Isaac operating in tremendous peace. There's a peace that follows his life. There, he wasn't out to make a name for himself in that time. Uh, and then so... Chapter 26, verse 1, literally starts out here. It says, now there was famine in the land. Now there was famine in the land. Okay, is that not the exact opposite of what God had promised to Abraham? Instead of uh, the land of abundance and rest, you know, now Isaac is, is dealing with famine and unrest. It's the total opposite of what God had promised. But if we read down a little further into verse 12, we see something so interesting. And this is what, what jumped out at me for the time we're in. It says that, but Isaac, you know, a lot of times they would leave, they would leave the land of famine, they go and find food. Isaac stayed there because he had a word from God, that God was going to manifest himself through his lineage. And it says in verse 12, Isaac sowed in that land, and in the same year he reaped a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. 
And then it goes on more to say, actually, Isaac became quite wealthy. He, he did very well. Um, but there's something so, so interesting in this, something so for us for right now, that um, here we see Isaac could have reacted in fear. You know, it, things weren't lining up the way he thought. Um, he found himself in a famine, very, very difficult season, tough time. But instead, he trusted he trusted God, that God is the provider. God will take care of him. And it says, instead, he sowed in that land, and he reaped in the same year, he reaped a hundredfold. He reaped the largest increase that you could reap in that time, a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him, and God's favor was on him during that time. So we can also find for ourselves, Excuse me. We can find ours, for ourselves abundance and rest in the midst of the trials or famine or whatever we find ourselves in. It's a lesson to all of us on patience it's a, it's, and the blessing that is available for those who will trust and who will endure. And Isaac, what we see when we read about him is such patience, such um, endurance that he exhibited. And he's so interesting because right in that same chapter, uh, he wasn't out to make a name for himself. He just patiently trusted God. And it said that he went and then he redug the wells that his father had dug. They had been stopped up. So he redug them and he named them the same names his father named them, uh, which was just showing honor to his father. He wasn't about himself. He was doing what God had called him to do. There was such a, a peace and an endurance that he showed. And at the very end of the chapter, I love this, it says that Isaac, after um, he encountered God at Beersheba, it says that the Lord appeared to him. And what did Isaac do? He built an altar. He showed gratefulness for what God was doing in his life. And we remember the places that God has made himself known to us in the same way that Isaac did. God took care of him. God blessed him in the midst of that time. He came out of it ahead of where he had started. And then he remembered and he showed gratefulness because he also remembered the places that God made himself known to him. We have things in this time that we can build an altar with, that we can memorialize the goodness of God and how he's watching out for us. Um, and we, I think it's such a deep thing to remember the places that God has made himself known. Remember the places that God appeared to you, that he showed himself good to you, uh, that he took care of you, that as we sung this morning, that he's a good, good father. You know, uh, we remember that. So we see that Isaac uh, just really developed perseverance. God wants to bless you in this time as well. I, I truly believe that, that uh, we're going to come out of this stronger. We're going to come out of this uh, with more endurance, um, we're going to come out of this with more joy if we want to, even in the midst of the trials that we've walked through and are walking through. Um, one of the things that's been cool, I mean, like everybody on the planet, we're probably watching more TV than we normally do um, because there's not a lot more stuff to do. We're watching Netflix. We're, what is the latest show we can watch or whatever? Uh, one of the shows that has just... Um, really taken off. Some of them are just these World War II shows on Netflix, the great events of World War II or World War II in color and these great documentaries that have been broken down at like 50-minute clips of, you know, big events. And I've been watching them. I know a lot of people have been watching them and loving them. 
And what it rem- reminds me of is the greatest generation. We, we read about that a lot, and we hear of, like, my grandparents' generation that came through the events of World War II, the whole nation, the whole world pulled together to beat evil in that time, to put evil down, and banded together, and made stuff happen. And today, we call them the greatest generation because of stuff that they overcame. Um, you know, we're not an overcomer unless you've overcome something. So Bible talks all about being an overcomer. We're called to be an overcomer. Well, we must overcome something to get that title. Um, so we have an opportunity, just like the greatest generation, to be a greater generation when we come out of this. We haven't faced a lot of trials like that before. Uh, but we're in it, and we're going to get through it. We're going to come out stronger. We're going to exhibit endurance in the midst of this. Uh, and it's good. So I want to share just three quick ways this morning uh, to help you come out of this stronger. And these are things that I believe in. I'm applying to my own life. I feel like they're, very, they're not complicated. Uh, they're, they're simple. But I want to share them, and I want to hopefully they encourage you too, okay? So the number one thing, one of the ways that we can come out of this stronger is, number one, look for places to sow and invest, Look for places to sow and invest. Obviously, financially, it's a, it's a good time to invest. Now, it's a tough thing to hear because you know, some of us have lost jobs or are struggling financially. It's not the easiest thing. But you know, if you are in a place to do it, obviously, it's a good, good opportunity. The market is way down. Look for places to sow and invest. But what I'm really talking about here is almost more on the relationship side. Look for places to invest. Relationships are eternal. They have eternal value. And right now, we're able to really focus on it in a way that we've never been able to focus on it before. And you can say, well, how is that possible? We can't even meet with people, you know? But I'm telling you, there is something about our level of connecting, the intentionality right now that is being shown of wanting to connect with relatives, with family, that sometimes when we're so busy and life is cruising along, we don't even make time for And it's amazing how right now we're doing Zoom calls, we're doing video calls with people that maybe we haven't spent a lot of time with. So where it seems like this is, you know, something we're not able to meet with and talk about people, it's actually a kind of a unique time to be able to invest. We have time to to make those investments right now. Um, I, I think of it even here at church with our media team and our worship team and those that we have a few people here praying with us, uh, we've been coming together every, every Sunday morning for however long we've been doing this now, what, six weeks or whatever. Um, and the, God has like bonded us together. It's like we're like the band of brothers here that are showing up every morning so that we can broadcast this on Sunday mornings. Um, and I look forward to seeing everybody here every Sunday morning. And maybe we took it a little bit for granted before, being able to see each other every week. And now it's like, I can't wait to get here and see everybody. And even our midweek practices. Um, and by the way, our, our media team deserves a huge shout out. So even right now in the comments, post thank you media team. Because they have helped keep us together during this time. And our worship team. And some of the faithful comrades that we have here in the morning praying with us and praying for the service and everything that God wants to do. So we can invest right now in relationships in a unique way. Crisis affords us opportunities. And these are some of the opportunities that don't miss it. Enjoy it. Take it. Uh, you know, Come out ahead. 
Um, we, one of the ways you know you can invest is invest in games, sitting around as a family. I know we've been playing this online Jackbox TV or, or whatever that's called, and logging in with different people. And you know I'm not like a huge game person, so my wife has to like kind of drag me into playing board games and things like that. But uh, we've been having a good time. It's been fun. Sit around a little more if you have a family and you have kids. Sit around a little more, a little longer, and talk as a family than you normally would. We're not running off to a sport event or something or, uh, you know, kids' events, uh, we have time to invest, to make eternal investments. Don't miss them. You're investing in some of the best memories of your life. Um, number two, a way that we can come out of this ahead is evaluate your life. Transition brings us new opportunities. Um, here's the thing that Lord was showing me this week. The, the early church it started as a response to God moving. God was doing something fresh on the earth. And what did they do? God moved, 3,000 people got saved, the church started, and then they didn't just go back to life as normal. They actually started meeting together. They started saying, hey, we got to devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching and to prayer and communion. And they realigned their life uh, to take advantage of new opportunities that God was bringing their way. Um, I think that's very powerful to really understand. What is, how are we going to come out of this different? What is going to need to change in our lives as a result? So even now, as a, as a person, as, if you're single, if you're married, you're, you're, uh, you're overseeing a family or something, take a big picture view and look at this and say, what has changed? What am I going to do differently evaluate your life during this time. We have time to sit around and think about things. And um, here's the reality. We're, we're creatures of habit. Um, we're creatures of habit. Our brain likes structures and looks for patterns. And we tend to go right back to the way that we were doing things. Um, but let's not do that. You know, we have to start thinking now, not just to go back to life as normal afterwards. How are we going to come through this different? What is God doing in our lives? What are we going to say no to going forward? What are we going to say yes to going forward? So, you know, I can't answer that for you, and there's no one answer, but I know that God is speaking to each of us during this time, and if you're listening, I'm sure right now you are already evaluating that stuff. I want to encourage you to take time to think about your life and the direction and what we want to be part of going forward and what we want to lay behind. Um, some have lost jobs during this time, and now is the time to say, okay, what do I want to do now? What do I want to do differently? Maybe there's things that have been stirring in your heart for years that, you know, hey, something has changed. This is, you know, transition brings us new opportunities. Um, I know people that in later years had gotten laid off, uh, and it was very, very hard. And I mean like in like late years where they were afraid to retire. Uh, and then they look back on it and they say, thank God that happened because I'm not sure that I would have retired during that time had that not happened. Um, and that's not for everybody. That was unique for some people. But I've heard of that happening. It's like God can use even these times to launch you into a new season that maybe you were afraid to step out and take before. So um, maybe this is the time you've been waiting for to make a change. And I want to encourage you in that to be open to that if God is speaking that to you. So the crisis will open the door to new opportunities for those of us who are open to them. So have your heart open and say, God, what are you doing during this time? What are you saying to me? I want to be part of what you're doing, Lord. 
So it's so good. So again, we can come out of this stronger than we went into it. So that was the second one. First one was look for places to sow and invest. Obviously financial, uh, relationships, the time that we're spending and investing. Uh, the number, second one was evaluate your life. Transition brings us new opportunities, so be open to those new opportunities. Just like the early church started and formed, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew. In the midst of opposition, in the midst of persecution, the church grew and developed because they rearranged their life. After God moved at Pentecost, they said, we need to start getting together. We need, God is doing something here. Our lives need to change. So uh, there's a key in there for us. The third one is, is simple. Um, and I think this one can go overlooked because it's so obvious. But allow yourself during this time to grow in compassion. I can allow myself to grow in compassion. Jesus had tremendous compassion for people. And he didn't preach at them. He didn't expect everyone to be where he was at all the time. He met people where they were at. And right now, we're all at very different places. Some are doing good, some are not doing good. You can just watch social media and see the vast array of responses to this. Have compassion for people. Um, when we grow in compassion, we grow in Christ-likeness. And that is the goal, that we radiate Jesus, that we represent him well on this earth. I have not always been a, a very compassionate person, but I am growing in compassion during this time. I, I'm determined to grow in it. I have a wife who's very compassionate. You know, opposites kind of attract. Um, and I've been growing as a result of that even during this time. And like, okay, not everybody's in the same place. Um, you know, some people have good days. Some people have hard days. Uh, that's okay. But let's grow in compassion. Our mission is to resent represent Jesus well during this time, okay? I want to close with this scripture. Um, I love this. Again, this is, you know, uh, I'm encouraging us this morning. I'm uh, exhorting. I'm, I want to bring us up higher. And if we've been feeling a little stuck, I want to purposely push us forward a little bit, okay? That's my job as a pastor and as a leader, um, I want to do that. So I want to read this. I love the scripture in James 1, 2-4. Sometimes this is one that we're like, oh, I don't want to read this because I can't right now. Well, I want to tell you that you can. And we can. <laughs> and no matter how hard it is, uh, let's not forget this amazing exhortation from James. James 1, 2-4. In the New American Standard, Count it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Now, and I love the message version. I just love the message version, period. Um, so same verse in the message translation. Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. So we say today, Lord, let this time have its perfect result. 
We can't change everything. We can't change the social distancing right now. We can't change the date on when we can go back to life as normal. Um, but what we can change is our attitude, is our expectation, the areas that we can grow in this and come out stronger and uh, you know, tighter and stronger as a church family, stronger as individuals. Um, and again, doesn't mean we don't have hard times, but we're not going to stay there. So I'm just going to um, now call up uh, Mary on the keyboard. I just want to pray over us, release some things. I've asked for uh, if there's any prophetic uh, input to release that we do that. So just take a couple minutes with us and let's just pray. Um, not only can we find the good in this, but we can also count it all joy. And I know sometimes that's hard to hear, but we can count it joy what we're walking through right now. Um, and that's my prayer for us this morning that we can do that. So just right now, just close your eyes wherever you're at if you're able to do that. Not if you're driving, listening to this, obviously. But <laughs> if you're sitting home, um, Lord, I just pray right now, Lord, where we have been a little bit in a weary time, a weary week, um, and it's very real. We've been pushing to get through this, and weariness can set in. It can take hold. But Lord, we don't, we don't want to stay there. We want to keep moving in all that you have for us. We want to count it all joy, Lord, for the trials that we go through so that we come out of this stronger, we come out of this more mature, more Christ-like, better able to radiate the goodness of Jesus to those around us. That we can serve people well during this time. That we can invest wisely during this time. Bless you, God. Lord, we love you so much. We don't want to miss out on any opportunity to grow, to be more like you, to radiate your goodness. We refuse to buy into the narrative even being sold right now that we have to stay stuck, that we have to stay in depression during this time or just give yourself a break. You don't need to be productive at all during this time. Unless we say no, the Lord is a people of God. We're called to rise above our present circumstances. And just like the early church that grew and multiplied during persecution, we can grow and develop during this time and come out stronger. Lord, let your work in us have its perfect result that we be mature and lacking in nothing. Thank you, God. I want to call up uh, John Lampanero. You have a word for us, John. Come on up. Uh, John is a prophetic voice in this house. He's our director of spiritual growth. I asked him and any others to, who have a word that they'd like to share to, uh, to give it. Thank you, Steve. Um, you know, as I kept making notes as the Spirit was downloading to me, uh, and as Steve was going through his message, he was just checking things off this list, hitting everything that I've been feeling um, to share for the church to the church. You know, years ago, and it was even before my time and, and certainly before Steve's time, they had a thing called radio theater. And this is before there was televisions. I think probably only a few in our body would even remember that. And the, and the family would gather around the radio and they would dial in the radio. And there'd be mystery theater and there would be uh, comedy theater and different things. But it was a purposeful act to, to get around a radio and dial it in and listen for the show. And I really saw us as a church being at that place where the Lord is calling us individually to, to kind of quarantine ourselves into that room, to find that radio as it would be, and to 
dial in to what God is saying to us. Many are saying, what is the church going to look like coming out of this? I'll throw it right back at us. What are you going to look like coming out of this event? What am I going to look like? I am the church. You are the church. And it's time to really kind of dial in and say, Father, what do you want me to look like coming out of this event? I don't see the church crawling out of this time. I hear the church marching out. And it's time for us to really, when we go into that secret place, is to say, Father, what do you want me to look like? And I even saw people with their hands out uh, saying, Father, new downloads, new anointings, new giftings, uh, that this is a time that when we walk out, we're going to have more than when we went in that the Lord is going to be giving us now at this time equippings and anointings and strengths and talents that we didn't have going in. As we were praying, uh, I heard the words, new hope, a new church for a new time. New hope, a new church for a new time. So my encouragement to you is to find that secret place, to put your hands out and to say, Father, what do you want me to look like? And give me what I'm going to need coming out to be stronger and better so I can march out with the body of Christ and take my place in this new church at this new time. In Jesus' name, amen. That's so good. Oh, receive that. Play this back and listen to it again and be strengthened, be energized. You know, in midweek, go back and listen to it again and it, let it bring you out of a place of despair. I just want to read just a few uh, things in, com in the comments here uh, that people have been posting that I think are so good. So thank you for being part of this with us. Um, I love this. Um, Brenda, you can do this. You have more in you than you realize. Don't look at the past for who you are, but let Jesus pull you forward. He loves you. That's so good. Sarah, I pray we all find new strength and new understanding in this season, new relationships and purpose and things. Yes, Lord, we release that in Jesus' name. New relationships, new purpose and things. Amen. I love it. Um, Kathy Goodwin, uh, posted in the Passion Translation, the same verse that I read, I love. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Yay, God, we say yes. Averill, we can represent Jesus in our neighborhood with our administration, colleagues, strangers at Walmart, Aldi's, and Wegmans. Yes, and amen to that. We can absolutely represent Jesus wherever we're at. Bring the peace of God into the situation. I remember one time hearing somebody, it was so impactful. He was visiting a foreign land, and he was like a minister, he was a pastor, and he was standing before a big idol that was in the middle of a square, and it was a demonic thing. And he just came, and he said to it, he said, you know what? The kingdom of God is here right now. 
He's like, I'm taking authority over you. The kingdom of God is here, and I know you know. And he was talking to the, the enemy, the forces of evil. And we can do that. We can say, no, the kingdom of God is right here because I'm right here. And I bring Jesus with us. And Jesus, I'm bringing you into this situation with me. And we're going to shift the atmosphere. We're going to change it. It's not going to be filled with despair. It's going to change. Um, so good. I love Carol. We are not passive victims in all of this. We have ways of being proactive, praying and declaring for sure. Um, getting to sort out our priority as community, as members, and also as citizens. Amen. Lydia Rosser says hi. I love her, Lydia Rosser. And she says to pray Psalm 23. I agree. Pray Psalm 23. Declare it over yourself. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When we walk through the valley of death, he is there with us. Amen. Holy Spirit, help us to experience supernatural joy this week. Cheryl, the kingdom of God is here. You know, let's go into this week, into a place of strength, declaring the word of God. Our mission is to extend the kingdom of God to wherever we are at and to declare his goodness. So we release that over you in Jesus' name. Have a great week. Um, thank you for tuning in with us and look forward to next week doing it again. So bless you. Love you all. Thanks so much for listening to this week's message. Our prayer is that you've heard a now word for your own life and experienced the life-changing presence of God.